Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. To visit the imprisoned. I'll hate him to the end of my days and everyone like him. And what right do they have to expect decent people to feel a sympathy for them? Because they're in prison where they belong. What sympathy did they have for the people they harmed? Or for the ones they killed? Or the ones they stole from? Or the ones whose lives they've ruined? Now answer me that, Father. And still it would be a charitable act if you went to visit this man. Charitable act indeed. I'll have no part of him, no part of him at all. From here in state prison, the glow of the lunar night has little meaning unless one sees in the vastness of space despair and emptiness. To most people, prison is little more than a word a place where the criminal is isolated from society. But to me, prison has another meaning. To me, prison is the halfway mark between man's concept of justice and ultimate justice, which is, of course, our Lord's justice. And no human judge, no human jury, no single human being can ever have the final decision on the final destiny of a criminal's soul. Picture, if you will, a small factory with its adjacent offices. A bookkeeper's office. The bookkeeper is Molly Logan. And who would the man sitting there next to her desk be? Oh, it was a bad day when I met you, Johnny McKenna. What with your handsome face and the way you turned my head with your flattery. 
And it's myself who knows that the likes of you shouldn't be trusted by the likes of me. And yet I can't be helping <laughs> myself. And still you trust me. Ah, but I shouldn't. My better instincts tell me you'd break the heart of a girl as soon as look at her. Oh, no, Now, Molly. be still and don't be interrupting me. Just sit there while I finish my work. And don't you be looking at me that way. You're wasting your time, Molly. Indeed, I am wasting my time. Letting myself be courted by such as you, for no good will come of it. Hi, Jenny, I know that well enough. I'm not even sure I know your real name, much less where you come from. In fact, you know nothing about me. And yet, for two weeks, you've let me come here to your office to pick you up and, and sit here with you while you open that safe. Sit where you are, Molly. Oh, it's a friend of the devil you are. I don't want to hurt you. I just want the money that's in this safe. But make one move, Molly, and you won't even live to be sorry. Now, keep quiet. Johnny McKenna took the cash, about $300, and he disappeared. Molly was fired from her job when she explained the circumstances. Johnny was never arrested for that particular crime, but for another he committed several months later. Eventually, police traced many more robberies and even more vicious crimes to him, and he went to jail for the rest of his life, serving consecutive sentences. I met Johnny in state prison. Later on, I paid him a visit in his cell. I don't need you, Father. Well, you may sometime, Johnny. Meantime, I thought we'd get to know each other. I don't want to know you. I don't want to know anybody. You know what? No. I'd like to go to sleep and never wake up. I'd like to die. Maybe you're not ready to die, Johnny. Have you thought of that? I'm ready. Believe me, I'm ready. And I'll find a way, too. You think I want to be shut up in this stinking prison for the rest of my life? I can think of more pleasant prospects. <sighs> Johnny, where are you from? What's the difference? Well, you may have friends or relatives who'd like to visit. Ha! They'd see me rot first. What about family? I've got no family. But you are a Catholic. I'm nothing. I haven't seen the inside of a church since my first communion. Well, it's never too late, Johnny. Look, I... I'm not interested. Is that clear? Did you ever have a job? Yeah, the Army. I got out of school and the Army got me and I went overseas. Hmm. But since then? No, I've had no job. Well, sure, I, I, I've tried to get one a couple of times. People ask too many questions when you ask for a job. Well, I suppose they like to know something about the man they hire. Well, they didn't want to know so much about me when they grabbed me for the army. That can be explained. Don't bother. All right, Johnny, all right. Maybe uh, another time. Sure. Some, some other time. Isn't there uh, anybody you'd like to uh, be in touch with? Nobody. Hey... Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there is. Uh, a girl. Oh, who is she? Uh, Molly Logan. Pretty Molly Logan. Yeah, she'd love to visit me. 
Uh, I, I, I'll tell you where she lives. Number 43 Pine Avenue, Blue Creek City. Now, that's about um, five miles from here. That's huh? right, so it is. Uh, do you want me to contact her? Yeah. You, you do that, Father. I'd like nothing better, Johnny. Uh, of course, uh, she knows I'm here. Oh, oh, she does? Yes, yeah, she was at the trial. She bore witness against me. Molly was one of my uh, victims. Uh, she'll be very happy to visit me. I, I think she lost her job because she trusted me. How about that, Father? Yes, she certainly was a victim, Johnny. Do you regret the harm you caused her? Why should I? Nobody ever regretted what they did to me. And what did they do to you? Plenty. I never had anything. I I had to get it myself if I wanted anything. I never liked anybody. I, I never knew anybody I'd give two cents for. All right, Johnny. Then maybe you're just as well off in prison. This way, you don't have to mix with society. Yeah, that's right. There was nothing too unusual about Johnny McKenna's attitude. He blamed the world for what had happened to him. And like many others, he thought the world owed him something. He had sinned against society and against God. And he was now a convict. And that placed him in a special category. I thought about Johnny for a few days and finally had occasion to drive into the neighboring town of Blue Creek City. I found Molly Logan at her home in the late afternoon. And we sat out on the porch over a cup of coffee. Ah, oh, I'm tired, Father. I'm so tired you have no idea. Walking, walking day after day from place to place, asking for a job and nobody willing to take a chance on me. All because I trusted that awful man. It's really as bad as that. It's as bad as that. I'm sorry. I'll never trust another soul as long as I live. Oh, now I, I think you will. Oh, don't you believe it, Father. My mind's made up about that. I've been bitten once. It'll never happen again. Not while I'm in my right senses, it won't. I uh, suppose you've come to tell me about him. No, no, not especially. I suppose he's made you feel sorry for him, and you're about to tell me he's been sadly mistreated. No. No, in fact, I doubt if any punishment can adequately fit the crime he's committed. But who are we to be the judge of that? Then what are you here for? To talk about you. Me? Is it a job you found for me? No. Well, then... Although it's possible I can help you in that direction, given a little time... Do you mean that, Father? Oh, I generally do mean what I say. Oh, that's very gracious of you, and I'll be grateful to you. It, it may take a little oh, while. Oh, but the now. thought of someone wanted to help you when you're down, that can mean so much. Maybe you can do a little something like that for uh, Johnny McKenna. For Johnny McKenna? He's very much down. And he deserves to be where he is. But he's going to be there a long time, Molly, for the rest of his life. The chances are he'll die there. Well, we've all got to die somewhere. Molly, will you visit him? Visit him? To show him there is sympathy in this world, even for him. You're not serious, Father. Oh, yes, yes, I am. But to think you should ask me to visit a man like that. 
Oh, Father, I'm surprised at you. And still, I ask you to do it. I hate him. No, 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 I hate him, Father. And everyone like him. And what right do they have to expect people to feel a sympathy for them because they've been in prison where they belong? What sympathy did they have for the people they harmed? For the ones they killed or the ones they stole from? Or the ones whose lives they've ruined? Now answer me that, Father. And still it would be a charitable act if you went to visit this man. I'll have no part of him. Why, it'd be like like paying the devil himself a visit. But will you think it over, Molly Logan? I've given you my answer, Father. Oh, my, my, but you're a strong-willed young woman. I can be as strong-willed as the next, I suppose. Mm. And as unrelenting? Yes, that too, if I have to be. And you cannot be appealed to, huh? I'd as soon not talk about that man, Father. Well, still, I'm going to believe that you'll think about it. Father... With all due respect to you, I'll have to ask you to respect my feelings about him or anyone like him. Let those who like him visit him. He has no one. Hmm, I can well understand that. Well, I'll have to be getting back. And Molly, I, uh, I'm sure we'll meet again. Crazy to mention her. No, no, Johnny. I'm I'm glad you did. I, uh... I'm concerned about her. About her? Yes, Johnny. Very, very much so. Well, I thought it was me you were worried about. Oh, are you worried about yourself? About getting out of this place, that's all. You may never leave here, Johnny. I can't buy that. And still you must face it. No, I can't believe that I'll be here for the rest of my life. Why... The idea could drive a man out of his head. Never walk in the street again. Never mix with other people. Still, you must adjust your mind to that possibility. I can't. I'd sooner die. You're not ready to die, Johnny. I keep telling you that. She hates me. Is, Is that it, Father? A lot of people hate you. Yeah, I know. It's not a nice thing to realize you've been rejected by everyone you ever knew, is it, Johnny? You think I care? I think it's obvious you do. You asked her to visit me? Yes. And she won't? That's what you said. Well, maybe there's somebody else. What's the matter, Johnny? I I, I don't know. You'd like someone to visit you? Well, I I, I keep thinking about it. I I keep thinking, maybe I'll be here so long, I'll, I'll die here. What's nobody caring? Now, that's an awful feeling, Father. Yes, I'm sure it is, John. I guess I'm not the only one here who feels like that, huh? No, I suppose every man in this prison or any other prison feels the same way. Yeah, sure. Is there anyone I could contact? No. Is somebody who might... Ah, she lives a thousand miles away. She She couldn't come here. No, no, Molly... Molly Logan lives closest. She... Must hate me a lot, huh? She hates what you represent, Johnny. She hates what you've done. Well, that's the same as hate me, isn't it? No, 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 not exactly. You see, Johnny, you've a lot of good in you. There's good in everybody. But you just never gave yourself a chance, Johnny. You're made to God's image, my son. You're not alone, Johnny. Someone does care. I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do. 
And you've got to realize there is someone who cares about you, someone who realizes you've made mistakes, someone who wants to help you, to give you another chance, and to show you mercy, forgiveness. You're talking about God and my soul, aren't you? Uh, that's about it, Johnny, yes. Well, I never thought much about it. And that's a fact. I, I was never even sure I had a soul. Or that it was even real. No, your soul is very real, Johnny. Well, maybe I... I don't know. I guess you ought to know. I know this much. God always gives us a chance to do better. Even me, Father. Even you, Johnny. Johnny McKenna had changed. The arrogance was gone. And he was scared. He tried not to show it, but he couldn't hide it. And after a few days, I saw Molly Logan again. It's no use, Father. Well, now, you don't mind if we talk about it, huh? If you want to talk, Father, I'll be listening. Johnny McKenna is a very evil man, in your opinion, huh? A wicked man. And still, you know what? What, Father? Our Lord taught us that no man is so evil that God will reject him, if that man sincerely repents. Well, I'm not stopping Mr. McKenna from doing any repentance. Neither are you helping him when you have the opportunity. Now, maybe this is some sort of a test for you, Molly. What do you think our Lord would want you to do? It's not fair to ask me a question like that, Father. Because you know the answer? It's not fair. Molly, this man broke certain laws. The law is now punishing him. His body is in prison behind walls. But his body will have no meaning when he dies. It's his soul, Molly, that will live forever. Well, there's nothing I can do for his soul. To visit the imprisoned is a fine act of mercy, Molly. It tells the man or the woman in prison that God's love for mankind and man's love for God is still the dominating factor of our lives. And to the man in prison, that can bring about a sense of wonderful inspiration, Molly. It can bring about a desire to turn back to God and repent. It can bring him real peace of mind. Johnny McKenna will never leave prison, Molly. But we can help him to find God. The way you talk, Father, you make me feel ashamed. Well, sometimes we should be ashamed, Molly, but we can try to better ourselves by thinking of others and the urgent needs of others. But I hate this man. No, no, not the man. Only the evil he's done. Hate that. But help the man restore himself to God's grace. I've been humiliated. And you asked me to humiliate myself further by paying this man a visit. Our Lord suffered greater humiliation for our sake. And if we are truly followers of Christ, we must follow his example, his teaching. For the fact is, Molly, our Lord loves Johnny McKenna just as much as he loves you. Now, now that's something that never would have occurred to me, Father. Is it true? If you recall our Lord's last act before he died on the cross, it was the forgiveness of the good thief, Dismas, who repented. Now think of that wondrous comfort Dismas was given by Christ 
knowing he had found his way back to God, knowing Christ would reward him with eternal life. Why, you make all my hatred disappear. Father, quite suddenly I can't hate Johnny McKenna. I can only feel sorry for him. Then I'm glad I came, Molly. You've set me to thinking, Father. Oh, and uh, Molly, visiting hours are from three to four, Friday afternoon. All I've got to say is, Johnny McKenna doesn't need me around to save his soul with you there with him. No, no, you're wrong there. You see, I belong to the prison. I'm, I'm part of it. But you belong to the outside world. You don't have to give time and effort to visit him. But the very fact that you do, or will, will tell Johnny somebody on the outside cares. You can tell him I'll be there to give him a piece of my mind. Tell me something, Father. If I can. Is she coming here because she... she wants to? Well, for what other reason? Well, maybe it's just because she respects you and, and wants to do what you ask. No, it's more than that, Johnny. Is it? It goes deep. She's a good woman. Once she realized God's love for you and her obligation to show you Christ-like forgiveness... She knew she had to visit you in prison. Is that it? That's about it, Johnny. <sighs> thanks, Father. I mean, uh, thanks. How do you feel? Feel? Now that someone's coming to visit you. I feel like somebody, you know. Somebody. I, I, I feel like... Oh, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I know I won't be all alone now. That I've never really been alone. Father, it, it helps. It helps a lot. I talked with him for a while. The news I had given him resulted in a small miracle. He felt closer to God. And now he wanted to talk about religion and the faith he had so long ago abandoned. The evil that had brought him to prison started to evaporate, and it would no longer be part of him. Friday came, and with it came Molly Logan to visit Johnny McKenna. They met, a wire barrier separating them, Johnny in his convict garb, and Molly looking prettier than she'd ever looked before. I've done a lot of praying for you, Johnny. And for myself, too. Have you, Molly? And what about yourself? Oh, I, I, I've been doing a little praying, too. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, Johnny. It was nice of you to come. Oh, uh, now that reminds me. Uh, not that I won't be coming to see you again as often as I can. Uh, but maybe there's somebody else here who doesn't have anyone to visit them. Now, if you know of anybody... You're a good girl, Molly. If I am, it's because I had to be shown the way. I'll, I'll look around. 
But the father would know if there was anybody else here who could use a visitor. Then I'll speak to him. Look, if I could write you a letter sometimes, Molly, you know, to let you know how I'm getting along. <laughs> You'd better be writing as often as you can, Johnny McKenna, because I'll be waiting to answer them. Uh, in between coming to see you here, I mean. Thank you, Molly Logan. I, I'm grateful. Uh, I, I think I'll be all right now. Things won't be as bad as they... I mean, I, I won't feel so alone. You don't have to feel alone, Johnny. You've got somebody on the outside who's thinking of you. It means a lot. It means everything to somebody like me, Molly. It, it's like the hand of God stretching out towards me. You know that? Like the hand of God stretching out towards him. The hand of God's compassion and love. And readiness to forgive. That's what it can mean to a person in prison. If only people realized how much can be done by visiting the imprisoned. I sure wish there were a few more people like Molly Logan. Don't you? to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.